everyone, and welcome to Thriving Through Adaptive Leadership, a podcast created to help you address complex challenges in your community or organization by growing and thriving as an adaptive leader. My name is Brandi Walker, and I'm faculty at the J.W. Fanning Institute for Leadership Development, a unit of public service and outreach at the University of Georgia. I'll be your host as we explore various aspects of adaptive leadership through our podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something we've all experienced, whether we see ourselves as adaptive leaders or any other kind of leader, or even not a leader at all. And that thing we've all experienced is conflict. Conflict is not something we can ever realistically avoid or eliminate, but it is something to recognize as a natural part of any life. Although the term conflict often comes with lots of baggage that usually makes us see it as a bad thing, it can be much more rewarding to reframe conflict as an opportunity with more positive potential. This reframing allows us to shift our thinking to see conflict as a potential source for creativity and new ways of thinking. That then allows us to solve persistent problems in a different way. And that fits squarely within our understanding of adaptive leadership, which is a response to persistent problems with no known solutions. So in this episode entitled, The Heat is On, Managing Conflict as an Adaptive Leader, I'm going to introduce you to this idea of cooking the conflict to achieve the best results. This is also about understanding that some conflict within your teams, organizations, or even your personal relationships can be productive when you've created a space for people to be their best. The idea behind this phrase, cooking the conflict, comes from Ron Heifetz and Marty Linsky's work on adaptive leadership. It captures the image of how we might turn the heat up or down on conflict as leaders during adaptive challenges. In an article by Heifetz called Survival Guide for Leaders, he explains, quote, a key imperative for a leader trying to achieve significant change is to manage people's passionate differences in a way that diminishes their destructive potential and constructively harnesses their energy, end quote. He then identifies two steps for us to do. The first one is to create a secure place where the conflicts can freely bubble up. And second, he says, control the temperature to ensure that the conflict doesn't boil over and burn you in the process. Now, let's be clear. A leader doesn't seek out conflict. None of us have to do that, right? It finds us. But a skilled adaptive leader knows that not all conflict is bad and that conflict can help fuel the change needed to address adaptive challenges. Just as heat and cooking changes the composition of the food, so too can conflict lead to a desired change. However, don't be misled. Saying that not all conflict is bad doesn't mean that all conflict is good. So let's talk about the differences that help you determine if the conflict is closer to the good or leaning towards the bad. A good conflict is going to produce new ideas. It's going to solve continuous problems, give people the opportunity to expand their skills, and it allows for creativity to come through. Ultimately, good conflict is going to improve performance. If we think about some of the things that have come from our pandemic year here, 
the opportunity to expand our skills has certainly come out of this conflict. And that's been a good thing for many people. Now, let's switch to the signs of a bad conflict. A bad conflict lowers team energy or morale, reduces productivity, prevents job accomplishment, and creates destructive behavior. Ultimately, this bad conflict fosters poor performance. Again, using our pandemic times as an example, adaptive leaders had to recognize when people were just at the breaking point and the conflict that was being produced by this remote working, uncertain circumstances, just was causing destructive things rather than productive things. Let's think a little more about why you might encourage conflict. This isn't a situation where you just want people to fight for the fun of watching them to exhaust their energy. A good leader might encourage conflict to ensure assumptions are challenged, maybe. Now, why would you as a leader want people challenging your assumptions or the assumptions of the team? Well, you want your assumptions to be strong enough to withstand scrutiny, right? It's kind of like how a lawyer might prepare a witness by asking questions from the other side to make sure they stand up against that outside pressure. This helps create a culture that supports new ideas, different opinions, and the potential for new solutions. It also helps everyone feel comfortable contributing. Imagine the scenario. You're working with a leader that's a my way or the highway kind of person. You see that when someone offers up an alternative way of addressing a situation or questions the methods, that leader shuts them down in no uncertain terms and maybe even makes that person feel a little silly for suggesting anything different. How many times will that person with different ideas share those ideas before they get tired and just stop? Or before they get frustrated and leave to go to an organization that will listen? It's really important that you create a culture of idea sharing that doesn't diminish different perspectives. This helps build an atmosphere of trust and respect so everyone feels that sharing new ideas is safe and won't result in negative consequences. If your team members think that people won't listen to their ideas because they're not exactly what everyone else is saying, or if they think that they'll be thought less of or even shamed by sharing their ideas, you can bet they're not going to share them. And that can be a great loss because you don't know what new creativity or energy you might be missing by shutting them down. This spirit of new ideas and disagreements should be in keeping with the overall goals of the team, of course. We're not talking about mutiny here. But there's another challenge you might face if everyone around you is always saying yes to your ideas. Sounds a little strange. Why would you not want everyone saying yes? Well, don't assume you just always have great ideas. It could be that everyone around you is telling you what you want to hear, which isn't always what you need to hear. This might be the case where you need to step out of your comfort zone of being told you're right all the time and push back a little, asking for dissenting ideas so you can test the strength of your position. That can really open up a wave of creativity that you've never seen before. Adaptive leaders don't see conflict as something to avoid or eliminate at all costs. They understand that conflict can play an important role in leading change to a successful conclusion. And they know that when the heat is on, that can be a good thing. Think about how you cook the conflict in your adaptive leadership challenges. Are you turning up the heat too much and overcooking? Are you afraid of the heat and end up with a little undercooked conflict? 
Think about how you can leverage the heat of conflict to create something new and useful. Asking yourself these questions in your next conflict situation can help you grow and thrive as an adaptive leader. There is so much more we can talk about with conflict, and we will in coming episodes, but our next episode takes us back to the topic of stakeholder engagement with an emphasis on volunteer management situations. So check it out. It's an interview with UGA's own Josh Podvin. On behalf of the JW Fanning Institute for Leadership Development, I want to thank you for listening to our Thriving Through Adaptive Leadership podcast. We hope that this podcast will help you build your capacity to address complex challenges in your community or organization by growing and thriving as an adaptive leader. See you next time. Mm-hmm.